Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to Spiritual Queen's Badass Podcast. My name is Emma Mumford and I'm your host. I'm an award-winning blogger, YouTuber, life coach, badass entrepreneur, manifester, and author. My mission is to awaken and to inspire women to live their best lives now and to find their purpose in life. I do this through sharing the power of law of attraction and spirituality. I hope my podcast will inspire you to raise your game and to start living your best life today. Without further ado, let's get started with this week's episode. So thank you so much guys for joining me for another one of my Spiritual Queens Badass Podcast episodes. Today I'm super excited to have the lovely Dr. Sarah Coxon with us. So Sarah, if you don't know, is an archaeologist turns women's mentor. Dr. Sarah Coxon is a modern day priestess. Her writing and mentoring programs help women dig deep to reclaim themselves. She is the author of the forthcoming The Way of the Priestess, a reclamation of feminine power and divine purpose book. Sarah's powerful work centers on feminine embodied sensuality and radical self-expression which are all things I love so thank you so much Sarah for being here today thank you oh I love listening to that I'm like oh did I write that (laughs) you did hun you sent it over it's yours (laughs) so um Sarah and I uh well Sarah is actually one of my business clients that's how we met um and from that we've just had such deep talks I've come on Sarah's podcast obviously she's here today so she's more like a friend nowadays which is amazing to see and amazing to see her growth with her beautiful book as well so that's what we're going to be talking today but Sarah before we dive into everything my first question that I ask everybody is is when did you spiritually awaken what's your story Mm, where do I even begin well first of all thank you so much for having me on the show and I'm so grateful for you as well um you've been absolutely instrumental in me giving birth to the book and just you know recalibrating to an even deeper sense of who I am so yeah if any of you are wanting to work with Emma do not hesitate so I just need to say that oh thank you um, <laughs> And now back to your question. Mm. So really, ever since I was a young girl, I've been really, really spiritually aware. Um, When I was 13, 14, I was reading tarot cards. When I was 16, I was practicing, you know, white magic in my parents' garden, um, as you do. And I always felt like I was born in the wrong time. I was born in the wrong era. There was just this sense that I had that our modern world is really disconnected place. And I was really longing to 
connect to ancient wisdom. I just kind of felt like, I don't know, I was just, I was a bit of a weird child and I just felt like all the answers for me lay in the past and I really wanted to connect to the past and I knew that if I did that, I was gonna come home to myself. Um, and so at the age of 18, I chose to go down the only route I really knew how at the time, which was to enroll in a university degree um, to study archaeology. And for those of you that don't know what archaeology is, just think of Indiana Jones, just think of Lara Croft digging up treasure. Um, that was me, except not quite as sexy. And it really, that was a time when my eyes were really open. Suddenly I was learning about the past. I was connecting to all these past cultures and I felt like I was coming home. And during my first years, I took um, a module called Feminist Archaeology. And those few months have shaped the course, the whole trajectory of my life since, because it was during that time that I learned about the patriarchal system of oppression. So the patriarchal system of, of oppression is a system that mainly oppresses women and the feminine because it elevates the masculine and men. And as I was learning about the patriarchal system, I was learning about its origins about 3000 years ago, pri prior to 3000 years ago, we actually lived in a pretty equal society. Men and women were pretty much treated as equal the masculine and feminine was treated as equal um, and since then we've had this kind of steady de demotion of the feminine and when I learned about this it just this was what I had been missing what I was recognizing that I felt disconnected to was from my feminine magic was from nature was from this sense of connection to the land connection to ancestry just a deep connection to another part of me and yeah so during this time I was learning about patriarchy which is still a, a system that is very much in operation today although very very subtle and not so subtle in some cases and it was also during this time that I learned about priestesses of the ancient world. So namely priestesses in ancient Greece, ancient Rome. And these were women who were in very powerful positions in society, in societies where women did not really have any power. So these women were placing themselves into positions of power and authority, giving them elevated social status, giving them a sense of, I presume, divine purpose. And so I was learning at that time that priestesshood was really, a, back then, was a portal to feminine power and divine purpose. And at that time, I found it fascinating. I didn't really understand. I felt that connection, but I didn't really understand the role of priestesshood in my own life. And it was only during my mid-20s, I was halfway through writing my PhD, when my brother Nev died suddenly of a drugs overdose. And it was the most horrific thing I've ever experienced. And that grief smacked me awake. And it was during that time that I guess I had my first spiritual awakening. That was the moment when the priestess within me was starting to make herself known to me because it was during that time like with any rock bottom, like with any spiritual awakening, you have this realization, don't you? Where you just feel like, 
there's a before and an after. And I had the realization that I had been living in a golden cage. Although I loved studying the archeology, span I was still operating in the academic system, which was still perpetuating the very values that I was seeking to actually disentangle myself from. And a few years later, I found courage to leave. Um, I faffed around with a job for a year and then decided, no, I still can't do that. And eventually I found some courage and I moved to the Philippines to teach yoga. And it was then, whilst I started teaching yoga, two, three, four sessions a day, that the priestess really made herself known to me. Because I realized that rather than just teaching, you know, downward dog and I wasn't really teaching that I was channeling this kind of ancient wisdom and I didn't know where it was coming from um, and I realized at that time that what if I'm more than just a woman like just a you know woman with a body what if I'm actually a vessel what if I'm channeling and that was exactly what was happening and I started to talk to her started to talk to this priestess energy and over the years it's taken me down a very weird and wonderful path from teaching yoga full time to then starting to mentor women, starting to teach programs and eventually this year writing as well. And I haven't really looked back. So that's my story in a nutshell. I love it. What an exciting story. Like you say, going from like Lara Croft to now like priestesshood. <laughs> like I love it. It's action filled. <laughs> so what does it mean to you to be a priestess then? I love that question. So for me, a modern day priestess is a channel for the divine. She's a, a vehicle through which, through which we're here. She's a vehicle. You know, we are vehicles here through which we're here to serve the planet. We're here to aid in the evolution of consciousness. And really, to really strip it down and make it really simple, for me, priestesshood means living with purpose, on purpose. Um, and it's really about owning... It's really about owning our gifts and following our inner guidance system and finding the bravery to move past social conditioning and move past the shoulds and all the things that we're supposed to do in our lives and actually do what we're being called to do. Because really there is this invisible magic energy that pervades all things. And when we're able to tap into it, and we tap into it through really understanding our intuition, through our instincts, then we're able to aid the evolution of the planet in a way that we don't when we are overriding it and when we're operating from social systems. Um, and for me, priestesshood is so much more than just, you know, burning some, burning some sage or some Palo Santo and, you know, looking cool on Instagram. Um, not knocking that, but, but it's a little bit more than that. It's, you know, it's about, it's about following your intuition and it's really about becoming fully expressed, admitting and owning the fact that you're here to create, to express, to teach. So if you're a speaker, you know, if you're an activist, if you are a writer, if you're a maker, if you're um, a teacher, if you're a mentor, if you're a coach, you are channeling that priestess energy because what you're doing is channeling your internal guidance and channeling source energy to aid in transformation mm. and it's so beautiful that because 
I have definitely embodied my divine feminine energy over the last year or so and have learned so much about priestesshood, goddesses, queen energy, all that beautiful feminine feminine energy. And it was one of the most healing things I'd done because I was naturally more in my masculine energy. And I just feel so much more at peace with myself, who I am, my sensuality, sexuality, and just able to actually flow with life where I don't think I was able to do that before um and it's just amazing how that feminine energy can really you know when we really embody it and allow ourselves like you say to express ourselves in our most authentic way it's crazy the things that start turning up even like law of attraction wise it's just crazy the amount of things that start turning up or start unfolding or start you know appearing for us when we fully fully embrace our priestesshood isn't it that's that's exactly it and we we live in a world that's really out of balance at the moment and that balance is coming um it needs to come a little bit quicker really in my opinion but that's it i mean we have access to all of these different archetypes of energy inside of us the priestess isn't something that you superimpose onto you so it's not something external to you this energy is already inside of you have all these blueprints of consciousness inside of us and all we need to do is is tune in and activate it so with goddess energy with priestess energy so much of it is about deconditioning from the lies that we have been told about you know um having to dominate everything having to control having to plan every every single thing i mean these are the themes of patriarchy It's dominance, control, aggression, survival of the fittest. When we're in our feminine, it's about allowing, it's about flow, it's about ease. And if you look at nature, nature isn't pushing all the time. It couldn't. So when we embrace femininity and we we embrace feminine energy, and this is for men and women, by the way, it's not just if you're a woman or you identify as a woman, you're the only person that can, you're, you know, you're only people that can allow yourself to access feminine energy. It's not that. Everyone has access to it. But when we do that, what we're doing is we're actually, we're actually tapping into a kind of regenerative way of living where it's all about cycles and um, seasons. And when we tapped into the feminine, you know, we don't burn out. It's really as simple as that. And burnout is so prevalent in this day and age because there is an imbalance between the masculine, the feminine, the yin, the yang. And that's where the the priestess comes in. I love that. And let's talk about control then because control is definitely something I still struggle with and constantly have to lean into. And I think (laughs) a lot of us, like we're recording this in 2020, so there's still a lot of uncertainty in the world of like what's coming, like all of our plans are still delayed and we just don't know what the rest of this year is going to look like, let alone 2021. So what are your top tips for control? Mm. So we control when we feel unsafe and it's, I mean, like you say, we live in a, we're living in some pretty intense times right now. So many of us feel very, very unsafe. And that's why you see behavior, you know, a few months ago, like everyone rushing to buy toilet paper. It's, I mean, it's all about control. And really the way that we regain mastery over this 
in some ways it's conditioning and then other ways it's very primitive um, instinct is we're in survival. What we have to do is to nourish and regulate our nervous system. So we, you know, we live in this fast paced world, even when we aren't experiencing challenging things such as COVID, you know, it's still this, this world full of, you know, endless to-do list and shoulds and, um, you know, fast Wi-Fi and contactless and, you know, social media are always there. And it just feels like it's a lot, doesn't it? And it takes a toll on our bodies. And for many of us, we are in this constant flight, fight or freeze response. And we don't even know it. It's become so normalized. And the issue is that when we're on high alert all the time like that, and it's so normal, we actually, because we're in survival, we can't access our creativity. We can't access our, in, your, our internal guidance system. So it's really important that we learn how to regulate our nervous systems. And there are so many different ways that we can do that. You know, one of the most simple things that you can do is, is deep breathing, is just taking a few moments to close your eyes, hand on your heart, and just take, take a few conscious breaths, particularly into the belly and up to the heart. And just this is enough to bring you to that present moment and to just create that pause because we want to be responding to life. We don't always want to be reacting. And when we're in survival, we're reacting. When we're regulating the nervous system, then we can be a bit more in the response. Um, and then also, you know, giving yourself a hug and just really hugging yourself or rocking yourself gently, just like, you know, your caretaker did. Um, when you're a child is a really fantastic way of regulating the nervous system. And then, of course, being in nature. So I now live in Portugal and I live in the middle of nowhere, pretty much, like could not be further from a city. And every day I'm just walking in nature. And it's really important that when we do recognize nature around us, that we really allow it to to sink within us as well, because we can walk past trees and not even notice them. That's, you know, and you can say, well, I'm in nature, I walk past trees, but no, it's about the intention of really connecting with mother earth. And perhaps some of you listening to this live in a city. So you feel like, well, can't really go to the park and hug a tree because, you know, people might judge me. Um, you can have plants around your house. You can um, drink herbal infusions and really just invite that plant into your life. There are many different ways in which you can connect to nature, but it's really important for regulating the nervous system. And then finally, play and pleasure. Pleasure and play are the most healing things for the nervous system because they give you, they give your nervous system Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. System, a the signal that you're safe, and actually, that's when we can access higher intuition, creativity, ease, flow when we're creating space for it. And we must always remember as well that when it comes to control, um, the condition part is always about productivity, isn't it? So it's always like, I'm only worth the amount that I produce. And we have to remember that really productivity is just internalized capitalism. And it's a social product. It's not natural and like I said before nature is not always producing and you don't have to either Mm, I love that so so powerful thank you Sarah and this leads me perfectly onto my next question um all about grounding and being in the present moment so how do you ground yourself personally and find peace in the present moment Mm. so so much of it for me is about connecting to my body I find that most of the women that I work with um, are very disconnected from their bodies. And I know that I was for very, very long time until I found yoga. So for me, it's about connecting to my senses. And I love to really be intentional with, you know, essential oils around me so I can really smell the essential oils in the moment. Or I will, you know make sure that I've got really nice cotton sheets that feel really good. And I'm really intentional with feeling that on my skin Um, or, you know, or, you know, going out and sitting in the sun with the sun on my face and enjoying my cup of coffee and really being there in that moment. So we can use all five of our senses to really bring ourselves into the moment. And that's what I do throughout, throughout my day. So when people ask me like, Oh, what practices do you do? it's kind of very spontaneous. I do it throughout the day anyway. And now it's, um, it's, it's a habit. So I'm not always like getting on my yoga mat and doing that. Instead, I think it's more powerful to be bringing these very short rituals into our lives constantly and consistently. Um, yeah, so that's, that's kind of like how I bring myself back to the present moment and I keep myself grounded amazing amazing tips and like you say like daily practices everything and that's something I swear by and Mm -mm. I think people think I'm crazy sometimes when I'm like guys daily practice it will change your life um but I know myself you know if I miss my daily practice or even something as simple as gratitude I know I will not have as good a day as I would have if I'd set myself up 
you know, correctly. And it's not about productivity. Like you say, it's doing something for myself that makes me feel good. It's that, Mm. you know, embodiment, it's that self-expression of this makes me feel good. And this is going to help me to feel grounded and present. So why wouldn't I do it? Like, (laughs) why wouldn't I want to be happy and set myself up for the day? So I think you're absolutely right that it's grounding. It helps you stay in the present moment. And I think it helps us return to ourselves, like return to that priestesshood again of if we're knocked throughout the day or if anything happens, then we can pull ourselves back much quicker when we have that consistency and when we have that that little daily practice, that little something to ground us oh, and keep us present. I couldn't agree more. And it's so simple to build it into your life. One of my spiritual practices is cuddling my dog because I can't help but be present in that moment. So if I have like, a, you know, I'm having a bad afternoon, just simply being with him and cuddling him is enough to bring me back into, into the present moment, you know, smelling his fur and feeling his heat. So we can even get really creative about the kind of practices that we bring into our day. But the most important thing is the intention, isn't it? It's like just being intentional with what we're doing And that creates so much, so many shifts, just intention creates such shifts. Absolutely. So how can we use the priestess power to connect with the seasons and our cycles? And because you were speaking earlier about our cyclic nature. So for anybody listening who doesn't know what that is, how can we use the priestess energy to connect to that? I love this question um, because the priestess really is like, when you get down to it, the priestess energy is really all about cycles and seasons. So priestess is a channel. Therefore, she's there to respond. So she's not the initiator. She's not trying to initiate things, force things, do this, do that. She's the one that responds. And she responds and understands what's going on through her felt sense, through her intuition, through her inner guidance, through slowing down creating space and when we create space and we start to really listen to the wisdom of our bodies to the synchronicities that are happening around us there's always an inner and an outer um, aspect that we're looking at then we automatically connect to the seasons and cycles because that's the way the world operates if you look at nature no matter where you are living in the world, there are always seasons and always cycles. And nature, Mother Nature is so infinitely wise and she's so magical. And it's really only by slowing down that we are able to really tap into her. But of course, we've been taught to override it. Um, You know, as uh, as an example, right now in Portugal, we're heading... As we're recording this, we're heading into winter and my body, because I'm so in contact with my body now, my priestesshood, my body is telling me, giving me all these signals to slow down, not in a kind of burnout kind of way, but just, just in a way where if something feels really nourishing and really good, then I follow it. And right now, I, you know, I'm not launching anything I'm not launching any programs. I'm in the garden, um, growing vegetables. And that's just me really listening to the wisdom of my body. And if something feels expansive, I go for it. If it feels heavy, I tend to, to know that that means that it's really not in alignment. So yeah, priestesshood is 
all about channeling. And when we're quiet, when we're still, those cycles, those seasons, it's inevitable that we will follow them. You can't not follow them when you're following your inner guidance. Mm, um, you're so right. Our inner guidance is everything. And yeah, from like balancing my feminine energy, I've, you know, connected more to, you know, my womanly cycles and obviously mm. the external cycles of, of, you know, the year and things. And you're right. Like when we tap into that, when we tap into nature and tap into mother earth, you know, oh God, it's the best feeling in the world because like you say, we're tapping back into that ancient wisdom. We're not, you know, in that fight or flight mode here in the present with technology control, that masculine energy, Mm-mm. we are present and we are deeply rooted to our truth. And it's hard to, you know, consistently stay there because obviously we're living in a modern world that's full of distractions, like you say, and full of a lot of things, but just taking those mindful moments, whether it's through daily practice, through grounding, through that intention, like you've said, is, you know, how I've personally have been able to maintain that consistently. Um, Would you say it's the same for you? Absolutely. And the word that I love what you said there. And the word that came up for me as you were speaking was the sense of exploration, because I think that most of us have been conditioned to want to have someone tell us what to do, like how it is. So even when it comes to cycles and seasons, we're like, well, tell me about the seasons. What should I be doing in autumn? What should I be doing in winter? Or if you if you are menstruating, what should I be doing when I'm menstruating? What should I be doing when I'm ovulating? And really the feminine is not about that top down approach where she tells you what to do. It's really about exploration and it emerging from within by slowing down and listening. Because when you slow down enough and when you listen enough, that wisdom comes through. And I think that, um, yeah, the, the antidote to all of the, everything that comes up and that kind of almost trying to keep on the on the path on the spiritual path and keep bringing the feminine in it's just about slowing down every time we feel that we're out of balance with the feminine the masculine is coming is coming in too strong um it's about slowing down and i i will say as well that what's really interesting about masculine and feminine energies is that i mean you can call them yin and yang there it's not I mean, they're really, really fascinating, but there are different levels of energies. So you have higher levels of masculine consciousness where it's all about creating space and structure and we need that. And then you have lower levels of masculine consciousness where it's about domination and control and aggression. And then the same with, with feminine energy as well. You have the higher levels of feminine consciousness where it's all about flow and ease and, um, this, you know, intuition and creativity and wisdom. And then you have the lower levels of um, feminine energy as well, which is, you know, when, we, when we're feeling needy or when we're feeling a bit weak. Um, so, yeah, it's really, it's really about understanding the processes that are going on within you um, and just slowing down to take note of them. Mm. Definitely. 100% agree with that. So what are your top tips for bringing out the inner priestess in us then? So like I said before, regulating your nervous system, getting in contact with your body, coming back to your body in the present moment again and again and again is the 
hands down the best thing that you can do because from that you're going to start to be able to cultivate your intuition you're going to start to cultivate your creativity you're going to start to cultivate um, more space to play and to experience pleasure and these are all hallmarks of the priestess and then also I say this to every single woman that I work with that I come into contact with which is to follow your excitement like if something excites you and it feels expansive that's the energy of the priestess right there like that's the energetic nudge to go and do that and then I guess um, finally, it's, it's really to just dive in and get lost in this great mystery of life. Like we don't have to have it all figured out and we are just dancing in this divine, great mystery. And I think that if we can allow ourselves to be okay with that, not just okay with that, but just totally revel in it then every moment has the potential to be miraculous and every moment has the potential to be magical. And that's really what the priestess is all about. The priestess is the embodiment of trust. She trusts herself, she trusts her inner guidance and she trusts that she is part of an extension of um, a kind and magical universe. I love that. I love that. And it is, it is trust. The word I keep hearing, mm-hmm. what I feel is trust of just like trust, 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 but in a positive way um, yeah. of learning what that true unconditional trust in yourself, in nature, in the universe really means, which is that, that priest Hesed. So I love that. Thank you for sharing those tips. So my last question to you today then, Sarah, is what is one piece of life advice that you would like to give my listeners? This is a really powerful question. I guess the main piece of advice I would give is be brave with your life. Be really fucking brave with your life. So, that good girl jacket that we've all been told that we need to wear, we need to throw that off if we're really serious about helping this planet heal, helping this planet thrive and living fulfilled, happy, expansive lives. The world doesn't need more women, more people who are scared to share their magic. The world doesn't need more good girls. The world needs priestesses. The world needs people to express and share and teach and create what's in their hearts. And This means challenging what we've been taught. This means challenging the status quo. This means very often doing the opposite of what we thought we would be doing in our lives because it feels right and it feels expansive. And it's not always going to feel easy. Sometimes you just feel like you're just having one big spiritual smackdown, but it's worth it because at the end of the day, you want to look back on your life look back on it and think, you know what? I was true to myself and I've contributed and I have absolutely no regrets and I wasn't letting fear be in the driving seat of my life. So be brave with your life. Seek amazing, wonderful people that can support you who are being brave with theirs and you will live an amazing, miraculous life. 
Yes. Yes to all of that. Hell yes. Well, let's talk about your new book, The Way of the Priestess, A Reclamation of Feminine Power and Divine Purpose. So what can we expect in the book, Sarah? Well, pretty much everything that I've been speaking about in the podcast, but of course, a lot more um, depth. It's both a personal memoir and it's a call to arms for any woman who wants to reclaim her power and to find her purpose, live with purpose, live on purpose and be the change that she wishes to see in the world. Um, and it was, yeah, it, it flowed through me. Um, it didn't really didn't take me that long to write and um, it's very, very activating. So yeah, through my story, you're gonna be able to see so much of yourself um, and there are some real nuggets of wisdom that will help you to create the shifts, the internal shifts, the energetic shifts, the mindset shifts that um, are necessary to, to move forward and embrace and, and yeah, step into your priestesshood. I love it. And where can we get the book? So you can get the book on Amazon um, and you can also um, check out more about it on my website, which is www.drsarahcoxon.com. Awesome. Well, I'm sure we will all, including myself, be rushing to get a copy because I've loved every single word that you've shared today, Sarah. And you've shared your website with us. What's your Instagram handle as well in case people want to come and say hi? My Instagram is at Dr. Sarah Coxon. And please feel free to um, send me a message and let me know what really resonated with, um, with you from listening to this podcast episode. For me, social media, it's really important that we we maintain intimate connections. I love chatting with you guys in the DMs. Um, yeah, so feel free to, to reach out. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Sarah. It's been such a pleasure having you on today. And thank you for sharing all your pearls of wisdom as well. It's been amazing. Thank you, Emma. So thank you so much guys for joining me for another one of my podcast episodes. I really hope you've enjoyed Sarah and I's conversation today. As always, you can find the clickable link to Sarah's website in the description down below. And if you want to find out anything more about myself, my coaching or anything else I have to offer like my videos, you can find it all over on my website, emmamumford.co.uk. So thank you so much guys for listening. I appreciate all your views and listens. Don't forget to subscribe if you're new here because we'd love, love to see you again soon. Don't forget you can also join my free Law of Attraction support group over on Facebook where you can join myself and other like-minded souls where we talk all things law of attraction and spirituality. I hope you have a great week whatever you're up to and I'll see you all in my next podcast episode which will be next week. Lots of love guys. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 